<clears throat> What's up, everyone, and welcome to the first show for the Atheyarchist Show. I am half of your host. I am Dano. You can find me on Instagram, Where is Dano? And with me, our first guest is Aaron, also known as the Atheyarchist, the other half of the Atheyarchist, the other half of the Atheyarchist Show, and also in delving in pretty much everything you can as far as metaverse, universe, and every kind of verse you could possibly think of. Aaron, thank you for your time. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Dano. You know, I haven't seen you since I got home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been you've been out, and uh, we'll we'll touch on that uh, a little later. But you did wind up making a trip down to La La Land. La La Land, L.A. 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 It's yeah, cool. went down to L.A. for a uh, NFT convention. Yeah, it was an NFT convention. What, what was the name of the convention? Uh, NFT L.A. NFT L.A. Yeah. Okay. Right on. And and uh, Sir Mixalot was there. Steve Aoki was there. Nelly was even there. Nelly was there. Nelly played an impromptu show on a balcony. Wow. That I left. Yeah. Oh, so Sir Mixalot, so his posse's on the blockchain. His posse's on the blockchain, and he's playing shows for a blunt rap and a 40. I thought that it was a joke, but he really did. You can find Aaron on pretty much all social media platforms, from Discord to Twitter. Twitter, your uh, handle is at Atheyarchist? Yeah, at Atheyarchist. Okay. Pretty and much everywhere is based off the at Atheyarchist. Except Instagram. Uh, you can find him as uh, Itchy Ribs. Yeah, Itchy Ribs or Itchy Ribs Farms. These are the things that are being worked on. Uh I, I know you even have a website in the works. I, I do. It's uh, I do. being Thanks held up with my development team currently <laughs> that uh, I just uh, got a new hosting service. So we don't even have the Atheyarchist website anymore. We all our websites are fucked. Absolutely fucked. And, and, and uh, who really looks up websites for anything anymore, really? You know, unless you're buying merch or there's or you're you're going to buy uh, NFTs or speaking of merch, I'm sorry to anyone if you hear this and you bought merch off our website. I know there's a few people that oh. bought merch and probably got it refunded, but if not, just let us know. We'll send um, you the shirts off our we'll back. We'll send you the shirts. Our our merch manager <laughs> TW Frisco wasn't doing a, too good of a job. Yeah, with keeping up with things. But uh, no websites to me anymore is just like a fucking business card of legitimacy, like. You know, the atheyarchist.com have a couple fucking pictures. Of, you know, fuck your mailing lists and stuff like that. I, I mean, you stand a better chance of getting at one of our DMs on Instagram or, you know, just direct messages on social media in general than, yeah, if than you on need a website. To, if you need to find us, just go outside and go, yo, hey. Yeah, like, do the old Rocky well, thing. The Rocky <laughs> thing. And someone will, someone will, will know. Uh, God. Yeah, a lot of talk about with the NFTs, though. Uh, well, before we get into that, let's just take a brief second here. We want to thank our sponsors. First of all, Itchy Ribs. Uh, if you are in Oregon and you go to a dispensary, ask for Itchy Ribs, IRBS. If they don't carry it, walk the fuck right out and go to the next place that does have it. You can find us in, uh, if you're in Eugene, you can find us at Highway 99. You can find us at Good Karma. And uh, let's see, is, is there... Uh, who am uh, I forgetting? Deep Roots. Deep Roots Cannabis. You can find us in Springfield. If you're in Portland, you can find us at... Portland Best Buds. Portland Best Buds. And um, we used to be on the coast in Lincoln City. But uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll try to get back to there. If you ever go in somewhere and they're not selling itchy ribs, just tell them that they, it's a goddamn inconvenience. 
because uh, we're giving this shit away, basically. We give the weed for free to dispensaries, and they mark it up to sell it to you. So it's really a pretty good deal if you can get us in there. Working class weed has <laughs> been since its induction. Also, we want to thank our other sponsors, Monster Ideas, which is going to be the brainchild for future NFTs for the Athearchist, do you think? or? Oh, definitely working with them, yeah. They've got uh, some stuff going on with games and... Uh... Uh, we're we're gonna be doing our own NFTs and and stuff like that. And uh, again, wow, so much to no one even, probably even knows what NFT means when we say it. But ho we hopefully are. by the end of this they will. Also, you can find Aaron under the handle Crypto for Stoners on YouTube, Discord, Twitter, and that is a uh, platform that he uses to try and help out people that are having a hard time understanding what exactly an NFT is or a non-fungible token, as well as different ideas on how to look for them. By all means, it's not for investment purposes. It's more so for entertainment. It's, it's kind of the new way that uh, bands are going to be able to connect with people. Like we were yeah. talking about with websites, this is going to be the, the new way to be able to interact and, and keep up to date with bands yeah or artists in general yeah and i mean we're doing what, what's called drinking from the fire hose we haven't really been doing it too long but uh just seeing what it's able to change we're definitely into it which is pretty cool because we're a two-piece band and we both uh pretty much agree on the fact that nfts are the future and uh Talking shit about NFTs is the past. Yeah, what you know, I never got into talking shit about it. I do. It's weird. The generation that we come from, you're you're either somewhat understanding, knowing nothing going into it. You're either somewhat understanding of what it is, or you are just not interested whatsoever. And it sounds like one of the dumbest ideas ever. Uh, when when I first was introduced to the metaverse, crypto, and NFTs, you were pretty much five steps ahead of the game by that point that was and that was only what maybe six months ago yeah it was like it all kind of started in january but like over the last year and a half two years we both had robin hood on our phones yeah and fucking trading stocks for a little bit and then i mean with like fucking a hundred dollars it wasn't like we were doing anything crazy but then the crypto thing like you could buy crypto on there, which and, which started out as basically Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin and Ethereum. And Ethereum and was then, the smaller one. Yeah. Yeah, they were Robinhood was the first place to like list Dogecoin, and I just I randomly bought Dogecoin, and ended up making a lot of money on it. Like it went from it was just a joke. I had like two hundred dollars in my account, bought this cheap shitty piece of cryptocurrency, and turned. Like $200 into $5,000. Now, was that around the same time that they were uh, breaking news with uh, GameStop and... Yeah, the whole GameStop thing is, was going is that, on. Is, is that what really skyrocketed your, your crypto? That's the, the Dogecoin came out right as the GameStop stuff was happening. It was like this Wall Street Bets, this group and Reddit, like, got all this viral shit going on for people to buy GameStop, and it's been... This crazy. We can bring Rob Olson on the show and have him yeah. talk about GameStop for two hours straight. Oh, sure. He'll, he'll put on a, a tinfoil hat and everything. <laughs> and he totally believes the stuff. And I believe him, but I don't 
have enough uh, ADD inside of me or DD inside of me or whatever that word is to pay attention to it. So in the midst of that, yeah, I got this Dogecoin and it ended up doing cool shit. And it was basically a meme. It was a meme coin. I mean, I mean, without explaining cryptocurrency. Which, I, which is funny. I remember a specific conversation years ago where you were really fucking stoned and you were, you were telling me about how the future would be owning these memes and, right. and, and how memes could be used as currency. And sure as shit, two years later, I was, I was looking at NFTs and I was like, holy shit, this is exact, exactly what Aaron was talking about. It's a trip because it was a joke. I think that was when everyone yeah. was like buying Bitcoin in the ATM at the bar. Right. And then it's like memes were fucking on fire like three years yeah. ago. And it's, it's so crazy to think that, huh? Yeah. yeah. It's just all memes. I mean. Yeah. I remember that conversation. You were like, dude, you'll, you'll be able to, I mean, pull up a meme right now. And I pulled up a meme. You were like, you can own that. If you make that, you can own it and then sell it to people. And that's exactly what happened. And the deeper we go, man, it's like can't even bring up shit further down the line until we get there. Right. With like, uh, I mean, how there's there's this whole system of meme currencies going on. Uh, there really is. Yeah, it's uh, and I I don't know. So fuck. Where do we even start? So yeah, we. This isn't like. If you don't understand cryptocurrency or NFTs, don't take this explanation for it. This is just kind of the story. You can look it up and figure it all out on your own and take what we say and uh, and roll with it. But after the whole crypto thing happened, I ended up with fucking Ethereum, which is another currency, but it was just more stable than the Dogecoin. And that's just been sitting in a wallet on the internet for a while until okay. what was it like? Okay, I guess, long story short, then I got into this smaller version of NFT trading that was on this other blockchain called Wax. I was kind of fucking around with that, and I was telling you about it when that, we'd roll joints. That was uh, with the Garbage Pail Kids, yeah. and they have Street Fighter. Yeah. They have, they have like different kind of of names that they've acquired that they put out these, these... It was like top top cards or tops, whatever. Tops, you know, right. Baseball card stuff. It was more like a collectible card thing going on. Okay. And uh, a lot cheaper than the main marketplace and stuff. And then you mentioned one day about getting an Ethereum NFT on OpenSea. Yes. Uh, some it, dragon. Yeah, it, w it was like a, a holographic looking dragon that just kind of gifs out into different colors. And it doesn't do anything, you know, but the number on it was 824 and... I'm a huge Lakers fan, and Kobe Bryant's numbers were 8 and 24. So I was just, you know, if I was going to be my first NFT, I was like, well, you know, it's inexpensive. Maybe it didn't even have to increase in value. It was just valuable enough to me because of the number on what it was, you know. And I think it's it was only supposed to be, like, at the time, 15 to $30 or something like that in Ethereum. Yeah, and we didn't know what gas was or, or like gas that fees, it was going to yeah. cost another $80 on top of that to get it. Now, what is a gas fee? So, okay, yeah. A gas fee is basically a transaction fee on on the Ethereum blockchain to purchase an NFT. So and pretty much like how if you buy something on Amazon, then you have to pay for shipping. 
it is it's an extra charge like that but it's a lot of people get pissed at first because they're like what the fuck it's why did it just cost me eighty dollars to do something right that that is so cheap and it the price changes depending on how busy the network is so also oh, it fluctuates so if if you do it at peak hours when everyone's using this platform it's going to charge you more money versus yeah. if you do it at a more of a dead hour then not a lot of people are using it so then the price goes down yeah and you can see that there's there's gas trackers that show you that but since it's a decentralized we're gonna have to do a separate one where we explain like what you know crypto and the blockchain really is but they're basically okay. decentralized um entities so since there's not someone there to do it your that is the cost that it costs those computers to run those transactions i see and like and do you have uh I, i've heard of of people that have these mining computers do, do the, you know the bitcoin that was actually i i skipped that part that about a year ago, I got into Bitcoin mining. Okay. Which Bitcoin was the original, the original cryptocurrency. Right. And uh, and it does what's called ASIC mining, and uh, it's a proof of work. It's called. So these computers are running uh, all these, like basically a math problem, a really complicated math problem, over and over again with different numbers. Um, to find the correct keys to uh, it's fucking mind-blowing there's See, uh, I've heard these computers what they wind up doing is helping cell technology cellular technology like so if someone's driving around and they're using something where the, the tower strength isn't that strong where you can actually pull from these computers and that's where the mining kind of comes into play that's a different kind of mining. That's helium mining. Oh, okay. And it's for the Internet of Things. So Bitcoin is the most, it's like the Genesis one. It's the original one. It's, that's why they call it the digital gold. Because okay. the algorithm that it's running is like um, stabilizing um, the coin, basically, that it's creating. Got it. The helium mining for the Internet of Things is like if your refrigerator is connected to the Internet and there's all these things in your house that are connected to the internet that they don't need to go to your home Wi-Fi. that that is a network that is broadcasted everywhere like uh, a cell phone signal right and uh, you actually get rewarded for having it up because you're building the network okay okay so so it, it's not some some kind of bullshit that I was given there 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 it does exist just not exactly in the same contest as a mining computer yeah, like a mining computer, you can mine all the currencies. Uh, a lot of them have gone to what's called proof of stake, which is even more confusing to explain than the proof of work method where people stake, which is like put their their currencies in a pool that like validates the rest of the network. Okay. And I... Fucking, we will have lost everyone by now. No, Who would have thought? Who would have thought, Dano? In the first Fucking, 15 minutes, like, we lost half of everybody. 15 years ago, we would be rolling joints for a living. No shit. And hating it. No shit. Like, not just hating it. Like, absolutely motherfucking despising it. Yeah, like, but but if you if if you took us from the future and took us 15 years ago into the past to talk to ourselves, we'd be like, you mean so... 
you get to smoke weed anytime you want and it pretty much doesn't cost you anything you don't have to meet up with anybody in a sketched out parking lot for a $60 eighth yeah fuck no it's uh it's weird the only thing that's been missing is being able to play music because of the fucking way of the world closed down yeah absolutely (coughs) so speaking of which in a uh, a few days back, you wound up taking a trip into town. What'd you wind up doing when you went into town? Who'd you go see? Oh, I went to go see our friend uh, Will. That uh, he draws pictures of us when we play shows. Art for Truth. Yeah, Art for Truth. Now, who is Art for Truth? What What does Will do? He's like the most hardworking artist I've ever met before. You know, it's like we'd go play shows, and then he'd like come rolling up. On his bicycle with his guitar on his back, like sit down and draw pictures of us and just give them to us. And he does all this art stuff around town and stuff. And so since I got into NFTs, I'm I want to get all my art friends into it because it, it doesn't make sense to anyone at first. Uh, but you know, artists have been kind of been getting fucked forever, even more worse than music artists. Oh, like you know, visual like artists. Visual yeah. artists. Yeah. I don't know. Like, unless they're... Yeah, because you have to get into a gallery or you're just trying to sell your stuff on Etsy or, or any kind of yeah. social media and kind of whoring yourself out there in a sense, getting your art out there to try to... Because I've dabbled into visual art myself and it's very hard to have an audience, even with all of the uh, social media platforms because... Half the time, everyone's just scrolling and blindless, blindless scrolling and, and liking and looking for memes or someone to argue with. Yeah, and like, that's what, well, on this aspect of NFTs, it's easier to understand than like explaining how NFTs work for bands and stuff. But like, just think of an artist that fucking, like you can go down to the bar, you know, you put your paintings at bars and you do your thing online. But like, in the end of the day, if someone buys your buys your art, you're gonna have to mail it to them. You know, if you want to participate in the global art market, it's not very realistic that if you're an artist in Eugene, Oregon, that someone halfway across the world is gonna buy your art and you're gonna mail it to them and it's gonna get there. Yes. Safely, right. Yeah, and I mean you've got all of that, you gotta package up. I've watched you package up your art and it's like you make this art and then you've gotta package it up and put it in the hands of the fucking Oh man. Who knows what? Oh. Like And I and I've worked that side of of life where you can see how parcels are taken care of the word fragile means absolutely nothing yeah and i mean it's it's not like it's not like that's just realistic to to mail art you know like it it's tough and yeah but people still have art and they like art and and they collect art right everyone has some sort of i don't have too much art I guess what's in this practice room is considered art. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we've got a few paintings. There's the the Brent in the other room, I oh, think, with the, yes. the ship. Yes, of uh, course. And uh, other than that, I collect cardboard cutouts. Um, I've got a rare John Wayne cardboard cutout in another room that's probably worth a hundred dollars if it yeah. was in mint condition. <laughs> that's the other thing. Like NFTs are always in mint condition, so right. if you Imagining getting art that's always in mint condition that you can sell to someone halfway across the world instantaneously that's not through a marketplace where 
they're taking a large percentage of it. I, that's the easiest way to understand NFTs is just think that, fuck, how would that not make sense? Right. Like, you don't even have to send them. You can send them the art. Or you, you actually put your art as NFTs. I did. I did. I, I was uh, inspired and went home and I made a, a collection of four paintings that I took down to the copy shop and had them turn them into JPEGs and put them on a zip drive. Brought them home, and you walked me through how to put them on the platform OpenSea, which we'll get into. It's pretty much the, you know, online gallery of where you can purchase NFTs with uh, Ethereum. And and now I heard they they've gone to Solana. They're gonna be adding Solana in the next week or two, which is another form of of cryptocurrency. But yeah. going back to Art for Truth. He does, Art for Truth does a lot more than just visual art. You know, I, I know that Art for Truth does 3D printed art as well with 3D pens. Yeah. And uh, does music as well. So he was doing a, uh, a show. And, and Art for Truth you can find on social media platforms, Art, the number four, and Truth. No spaces. We'll probably be able to link something with... Uh, with art for truth, we're gonna get so much better at this. Yeah, yeah. This this <laughs> is number one. Where so. we hit a button, and like. But art for truth does a lot more than than just visual art. Uh, how how did the show go down at uh, where'd you go to Cowfish? Cowfish. Cowfish. Yeah, that was Cowfish. How was that? I never I never go out. Oh, it was. It you know it was kind of last minute. I had just gotten back uh, home from from your LA trip from from LA. LA. Uh, and I saw that he was playing, and I, I was like, fuck, I just want to go to sleep, but fuck it. Rolled into town, uh, ran into uh, Rob Olson, Rob who Olson. I brought up about the whole GameStop thing. Absolutely. Uh, this will be a name that you'll hear through many podcasts, yeah, I'm sure, you're, broadcasts. Yeah, you, in, in fact, half of you listening to this have, have probably uh, seen the guy. Experienced yeah. the, the Rob Olson experience. Yeah, the Rob Olson experience. You've experienced it. So, yeah, I ran into him. And uh, he ended up coming down to the show and checking it out, which was cool because it's like I've already seen him before. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't seen him in that outfit. He looked like ex-copy. I, I saw the picture and that cracked me up because you're absolutely right. He, on, your, on your comment under it, you said he looks like an NFT. I actually, I drew a picture of him because I've been doing this really? thing um, where I... I got an iPad and I've been just drawing pictures every day. <laughs> so you pretty much art for truth. Art I, for yeah, truth. Yeah, art for truth. I haven't sent it to him yet, but I'm going to send it to him. That's but, yeah, good. Art for truth, art for truth. Yeah, you are. So yeah. what did he, because uh, he's known for doing sets of music and has his art behind him. Yeah. And dresses up and has some black lights on. Did he have the full on pedal boards and multiple Yeah, guitars? it was... Uh, it was the full deal, and the, the lighting in there was perfect because he's got the whole black light thing going on, and uh, he was like, I've been looking at all these NFTs, and he was like a real-life version of everything that I've seen out there right. in the last month. Like, super cool, and it sucks because there's like three people there, but... Still has the whale song? Uh, I made. I was there halfway through a set. Okay. So he could have played the whale song... But the last song, it was. I, I swear he impromptu some shit in there for me about NFTs. Oh, shit. My hearing is fucking shit. bad. And, uh, but it was, uh, 
It was really good. He's really good about that as well. Yeah. Like you can't, you, uh, sometimes you can tell when, when it's scripted and, and much like us, sometimes you just can't tell because we, we've been, when we play music, I mean, shit, I, I don't think we've had a set list in 10 years. And like, fuck this next show, we might need one. Cause I don't know if either one of us can remember the, what we even have. And then we can remember how to play the song. Sure. Fucking no problem. But it's like, Oh, uh, what do we play next? Um, um, there's been plenty of times where, where it's, it's like one of us knows what to play, but the other person doesn't know how to start the song and you, and you got to mouth it off just the beginning of it. Give give me a little piece, Aaron. Oh yeah. 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 Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And I love it when the what, 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 and then I can't read your lips and I can't hear you. And I'm like, uh, what, what, (laughs) scream it out at you. Fuck it. Just. Just go. Our, just, literally, just go our, we've, our last two shows were like big deals. Yeah. And they were like a year apart. Yeah. Like, fucking, can you guys come play? Yeah, sure. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and then like, okay. Oh, fuck yeah. That's in three months. We got three months to get ready. We're cool. Like a month goes by. Oh, man, we got two months. We're all good. Another month goes by down to a week before like oh maybe we should at least make sure our shit like works it is a very something. crucial like, week <laughs> but it does get handled somehow and everyone winds up having a good a good time thankfully yeah. <laughs> but uh so you're at Calfish you're halfway through Art for Truth set Rob Olson yeah. shows up so you're already kind of having a culmination of a, a mixture of uh randomness yeah and then it was just like Fuck. I mean, I've known Rob for like 20 years. And so, uh, and I honestly hadn't even seen him. I don't know the last time I'd seen him out in public and it was on. So, uh, we ended up going down to the Silver Dollar Club after that. Oh, shit. And it was like, I, I watched him shave years off of his life. <laughs> In the opposite direction of how that just came out. He, he just you know, Benjamin add, Button. Add years to his life. Oh, okay. And it was like, it was pretty funny and surreal. Because I don't know, I haven't been in a strip club in like 15 years. And still left with the same feeling I had about strip clubs about 15 years ago. But just a little like, more expensive, I'm sure. Like, a little more expensive, yeah. Like How are beer prices in, 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 a, in a strip club post-pandemic? Uh, a pub beer was $10. Oh my god. Yeah. Like it was fucking ten dollars. Yeah. Sixteen $10. ounces. Sixteen I, ounces. I feel like, like falling it's down. Like, it's like hey, yeah, falling down. You know. Twelve ounces but, of coke. How much? <laughs> I mean, last time I checked, uh this wasn't a live nation event, you know. Yeah, like, no kidding. And if it was, I would expect different than what's going on here. You right. Know? The, the trippiest thing about that place, though, was that there was, like, this classical music playing in the parking lot. Oh, from, uh, from the dealership. They still got that going on. Almost like, the, uh, like, like when, you, when you leave on the Arts Channel for public access and you have all the different kind of... Yeah, it was... Random one weird of the musics. strangest uh, dualities, if that's the, the explanation for it. Because it was like, you could still hear the doom, doom, doom. Going oh, on inside, right? But outside, it was just like, I swear there was even like opera vocals and shit, you know, like, uh, and and it's like, 
skating car at home. I just, yeah, yeah. It, it, like I can totally see stepping outside for a second, hearing that, and then maybe I should just go in and have one more drink. Yeah, you know, <laughs> come out when the when the music's a little bit happier or, or yeah. less weird. No, and so I fucking partied my fucking ass off that night. I didn't get home until like nine thirty or ten o'clock. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even joking either. Like yes, nine thirty, ten o'clock. And and I mean at our age, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I was I was in bed by eleven. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fucking crazy getting old, huh? Do you do you notice that? Like you watch yourself doing this, and and you'll be out and almost wishing, can't wait to get home and I, feel the comfort of the couch. You know, the only reason I went out was because I don't know. I was like, fucking, I hadn't seen Will. I saw, I talked to him like a little while ago. Did you get to I talk to him, him to him about NFTs? Yeah, not, he had to get going. Oh. And, uh, and so did we. But uh, he's getting into it. He, he told me he's going to do it. it. It takes, it takes a few, a few fucking times to really figure it out. I mean, I'll I don't even know what's going on. It doesn't even work. That's the thing. So that's why I'm not. If I knew anything was happening tomorrow, you know, I'd be a little more on. But I'm more just yeah. trying to nudge everyone in the right. I, I've noticed the times that I've actually gone out, for the few and rare people that have seen you out in the wild, they're like, man, I, I talked to Aaron. I saw him a couple weeks ago, and all he had to talk about was NFTs. I, that is all <laughs> I talk about. That's all I'm going to talk about. Like, I can't. It, it's so cool. No one, everyone that's alive now saw the internet happen. And I mean, so many people talk shit about the internet. And so it's not like I'm not on some rabid mission to like get people into NFTs. Yeah. Well, man, which which kind of gave, uh, led to your nick, nickname that's between you and I so far is uh, Butters. Well, it's because there's not enough motherfuckers like us out there. Everyone out there is a fucking tech person. You know, like an investor or a fucking douchebag. You know, like yeah. these people flexing all the fucking money they have and shit. Like, there's no cool. I'm the only, I swear I'm the only fucking punk rocker out there. Right. Like, no one is, has, is that Kuth? You Kuth? tell me that word, Kuth? Yeah. No one's, I no just one's, wanted to use that word. There you it go. Like, no one is fucking, is just, People will smoke weed. People will talk about weed. People will whatever. But, you know, in the end of the day, the majority of people, they're just, there's not enough. I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't any. I'm just saying there's not enough. And so, so Which, in, in fact, you brought up an interesting uh, comment, which is that you do feel like you're one of the, one of the only punks out there. And, and we're not talking like wearing a vest with studs and patches and... And, you know, smoking cigarettes and listening to Minor Threat or, or, well, I guess you wouldn't if you were smoking cigarettes, but like listening to punk bands and listening <laughs> to Iggy Pop and, and, and all these other bands you know, that, are, that are considered punk rock. And you mean in the, in the actual sense of what punk rock really means? Yeah, just like those, you know. It, to stand alone, it, to, be, to be a part of few. Well, like no one will call out the bullshit, you know, like right. they'll just let it go. And... And, you know, there's there's people that think this way, you know, but there's just not enough of them. And there's not there's not enough normal shit. There's a lot of meme stuff going on. And, and every day more and more people come. But I want, like, I don't want to own 
what I'm doing out there, I want everyone to own it. Right. And I want us to all do it like... I eat, you eat. It, yeah, and when we'll get into more of the... <laughs> The community, <laughs> the community aspects of it all are just are are insane. I mean, first, fuck. Okay, I I guess let's talk about fucking death bats. Okay, because like I, anyone that knows us knows that fucking I don't know if we've been too public about it, but Avenged Sevenfold has been far from either one of our favorite bands nor people to be around. <laughs> it's I mean, it's true. We there's a story fucking years ago they like didn't invite us to their party or It was something. such a weird fucking it, thing because I mean the the, the Mayhem Fest had these after parties that were specifically for bands and crews that were traveling on this on this traveling fucking circus and they put out Backstage passes for everyone who's already fucking backstage and, and has a lamb. It was like, yeah. Oh, I don't, I just remember when they first came to us, or someone like one of the rock star people or something's like, hey, they've got passes to their to their barbecue, their, their barbecue today. Yeah, because we were like, mixer. oh, we're not playing it. They're mixing. Oh, yeah, I get it. Right. They don't. We're not playing it. That's cool. Because yeah. we used to play like the after some parties. of the after parties. Yeah, and we're like, cool. And then they're like, uh, yeah, but they they have passes. For it too, and we don't have, and we don't have uh, enough for you guys. <laughs> oh, well, fucking cool. Which was yeah. I, which was ironic because that was the same night that when we pulled that day when we pulled up to the venue, their, one of their buses, uh, the white bus, hit an elk while it was on its way there, and the way they hit the elk, there was shit oh, that was shit. splattered all over the side of their white van. Like their their white bus, and it just, I didn't know an animal could shit that much. But when you think about how big an elk is, then you know, and everyone yeah. was everyone was fine. But they bambalams, they they had except the elk, of course. I mean, I don't think that thing made it. But uh, but yeah, yeah, th th I found that so ironic because it's like, well, you're gonna pull that kind of dick move, but <laughs> what started your day was a bunch of elk shit on the side of your van, on the side of your bus, you know. But yeah. So so okay, as you were saying, don't have the best pass with well, them. Well, yeah. So in I that they're okay. We're not here saying they should have invited us. They no. they fucking just didn't. It was I don't think they even had anything against us. It just seemed I don't a little, know. little shady. We by that that point in us playing those shows, we pretty much any of the main the uh, headlining bands, they were just not. We didn't even try. We weren't we weren't friends with them. You know. I mean. We were in our and, own universe. It's like it gets split off because you have all the main stage bands that get their own areas, and then you have the second stage and third stage bands that get their own areas. Well, and see, we weren't like, we didn't have tinfoil hats on. We were like smoking weed out of pipes made from tinfoil. And maybe we were a little paranoid that these people thought that they had a problem with us, and maybe they didn't. But either way, in the end of the day, we are not fans of Avenged Sevenfold. And then that was the right. first fucking NFTs that we motherfucking yeah. we got. I yeah. mean, the death bats. Uh, death bats. Which, which they made, what, 10,000 of these? 10,000. It was they like 10,000 of these I, things with different rarities. I What got me is I was just, I was what I call doom scrolling on Google Chrome. What, what's doom scrolling? You go through the news and just read it. <laughs> doom, yeah. doom scrolling. Yeah, doom scrolling. <laughs> and so I came across an article. <laughs> That this band was getting into NFTs. Avenged Sevenfold was getting into NFTs and they were launching their NFT collection. But it wasn't fucking Revolver Magazine or any 
anywhere else. It was just some, I don't even know what, what it was, but it wasn't a music, music thing. And I just saw that their NFTs were minting on, in like a week. And, uh, and they were like, I'd say $250 at the time. And, uh, I thought that it, I'd just give it a shot because I'd never minted an Ethereum NFT. I'd only gotten that one we were talking the, about The wax earlier. with, yeah. Uh, or the wax ones. Yeah. But it was this one. Ethereum's like the main the main NFT market. And right. It was a real one. And that one that the Dragon one had got, that I'd gotten, had gotten delisted. And I was actually kind of salty towards OpenSea and all of that shit at the time. And so uh, me and my dad minted fucking i minted three he minted one and these went for for how mm. much when when they when when you could buy them from the band to about 250 dollars. okay and so which actually i don't know it's so hard to explain it in u.s currency because the price of ethereum goes up and down and so at 0.08 where it was at it basically they sold five four million dollars worth of death bats wow so and in, again, in a matter of minutes i'm sure no 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 it took them a month oh did it really or no it was about two weeks because okay. it didn't sell out remember you wanted to get another one. Oh, yeah because i got yeah, yeah. three um and i sent one to you that looked like you that's right and then i had one that looked like me and then i had one that number 39 like man that's that's my shit yeah. uh i got the macho ten. glasses yeah macho and the fucking and so anyway the the band god it's so hard to explain this shit we're just gonna get better at it but there's just so much to understand but at the end of the day the band sold 10,000 pieces of individual looking art they okay. like look like these it's their logo it's like a skull with bat wings and some of them are smoking and some of them are fucking puking, puking and they, got a they have different traits and they're like they're collectible. Different rarities. And they have different rarities. And there's okay. really rare ones and there's less rare ones. And uh, Now, they they also attach to certain ones where you can have special perks. like uh, Well, yeah. Free tickets for life. Yeah. Like okay. You airdrop. Can, like sending you can be a part guitars. Of a, you can be a part of a, a one of the members' broadcasts that they have. Yeah. And there's... Like and those those are actually worth a lot of money. But drinks with Johnny, right? Yeah, drinks okay. with Johnny. And so uh, you, but right off the bat, so it costs, oh <laughs> oh wow, holy <laughs> shit! Uh, so it cost about two hundred fifty dollars to get that. But right after I got it, they sent two concert tickets, basically a guest list. For two people to go to any event sevenfold show anywhere like uh no shit and so basically paid back for the death bat yeah and but that is also so you can with with this airdrop which basically means they just took your wallet that you have this nft in and they just sent you something yeah. digitally so with the with these tickets you can go to any show I can go to any show and I just I have to let them or know. They basically put me they put me in a friend on the guest list. Wow. Uh, and that's how they, they Yeah, that pretty much out. pays for itself like, at that point, doesn't it? Because there's ten thousand of these and there's about five thousand unique people that own them. So there's only five thousand people that uh, 
that they needed to do that for. So okay. they did it and it made sense to them and it paid everyone back. So anyone that thinks that they were stealing money from their fans or whatever, what they were really doing right there was taking money away from Live Nation and the record label that wants to vampire all their fucking money away. Right. So in the end of the day, they sold $4 million worth of death bats and directly from the fan the band got $4 million. Right. They don't have to split that like, with a record label or, or anything. That just yeah. goes directly to... So each member got about a million dollars. Well, they have four members? Oh, yeah, but they put it all right back Five. into it. Oh, Before okay. it was even minted out, they spent over a million dollars in the sandbox, which is this metaverse thing, you know, to, and, and they, they're doing stuff. Like, wow. Because they're... Fucking M. Shadows, the, the, they're all into it, but the main vocalist, you can look up interviews with him, and he's fucking, he's into this shit. Yeah. And what got me to get it was they're just, they're one of the bigger bands in the world. And there's all of these fans that don't understand it and they talk shit and they think it's stupid. Right. And all I know is I, I still am not a fan of the music, but I can't wait to go to a show because I'm going to see it with different eyes now because it's not like I'm doing it as an investor. I'm doing it as a fucking musician that seeing one of the most mainstream bands I've known doing one of the most punk rock things I've ever seen before. So and did that change your opinion on the band from everything that you've known in past experience? Yeah, I mean, in hanging out in the in the club there, I'm realizing that there are not enough actual fans in there yet. And, and by the know, club, you mean the... Uh... It's like, it's called Discord. It was used for video games and stuff. But oh, like okay. Individual... So, so it's almost like a Twitter, but for individual uh, businesses. It's or like, yeah, it's like NFTs. a really in-depth Facebook group. Okay. Or there's like different rooms that you can go into. So okay. there's like, in the NFT world, there, you go to these discords and there's NFT rooms and non-NFT rooms. So that's what I hear when, 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 I, when someone's like, follow us on our discord for more information. And, yeah, and okay. uh, it's actually really cool. Something I ignored forever because I thought it had to do with streaming video games. I thought it was, um, oh yeah, I thought it was a Twitch thing as well. Fucking, it's communities. Okay. And like, so Death Bats didn't do it, but a lot of these NFTs you buy, you buy the NFT and you get into like a private room where you you talk with the other people that have them. Oh, okay. And uh, that's where they can do stuff like... Or like with the Death Bats, they did it on the poker game that we played. Like, if you had a Death Bat, you got to play in this poker game. and Right. It, a movie night. Yeah, and I mean, the things they're doing with NFTs now are pretty stupid. But, like, once Avenged Sevenfold starts touring, it's going to get pretty interesting. Because... Everyone's going to get into NFTs. There's no, I mean, there's no, there's nothing stopping it. Everyone's announced the shit now from Facebook, Instagram's got NFTs coming out soon. Uh, the fucking, all that Super Bowl bullshit. And, oh yeah, Bud Light has, uh, Burger, Burger King wound up giving away yeah. crypto at one point. Yeah, so wow. And just to see bands doing it, like, I, this is what I've always wanted to do cool shit you know and we've got all these ideas for how to do it with the band on because we're obviously not a bench sevenfold but what you realize once nfts uh create communities like in a different way than you've ever seen it before and, right uh once you realize the power of it uh it really 
You don't see Avenged Sevenfold out bitching about Spotify royalties right now. No kidding. Like, they're yeah. just out trying to change the game because it doesn't matter. They're more bitching about how they want to put their next album out as an NFT. But you, you know what? What can you really do as a band these days? Because I, I've looked at the bands who attempt to uh, do an online show or just set up a camera in their practice or, or they're, all, they're all quarantined in their houses but they're trying to do like a Zoom meeting concert. And for some reason, it doesn't grab me or, or even influence me enough to say, hey, really, you and I should get together. I mean, because we've been wanting to do that shit pre-pandemic. Yeah. We were wanting to do stuff like that because why, why wait to go out and play a show when we got everything we need right here where we can just, you know, turn on a camera with a microphone on it. And, and if it was good enough quality and get a show to people that don't even have to leave their fucking homes. But after the pandemic happened, it seemed like every band was trying to do it because now that's the only thing you really can do. And some people were charging $15 a ticket to see them digitally. The digital charging for digital anything. You know what like, I mean? I like paying $15 to see them on a webcam just kind of seems a little fucked up, you know, and, 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 and uh, a bit of a turnoff. Well, some bands did whole fucking tours that way, right? Yeah. Like, I... I mean, the only ones I can really respect for doing it, to be completely honest, is Clutch. Because they had... Uh, the They were doing it for a live album that you can buy the record and the t-shirt with the ticket. You yeah. know, it wasn't just the experience of seeing them. I, and I could be mistaken on that one. But I could have sworn it was a package deal to where you got just a little bit more than opening your laptop or, or streaming to your television and watching this band look like more cage zoo animals than they already are. Yeah. No, it, uh, it's wild, man. It is. Hey, what's up? Dano here with the Athearchist show. Just wanted to say thank you so much for listening on behalf of Aaron and myself. This has been a long time coming where we've wanted to sit back and spark up a couple joints and just talk about whatever the fuck we wanted to talk about so thank you once again for listening uh depending on what kind of streaming platform you're listening on do us a huge favor share it with all your friends if it's interesting enough you know we're not going to say we're the next best thing since the fucking joe rogan podcast or anything but by all means every little bit helps and uh the more that everyone tries to put into us we will try to put into everybody so expect some kind of merch or giveaways, or more interaction with every one of you. And again, thank you so much for listening to The Atheist Show. And now, back to the show. So, uh, you were talking about how you just got back from this Los Angeles trip. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so, I don't know, it was like a couple weeks ago. I, I always wanted to go to an NFT convention. Because uh, actually, I've been to the weed conventions here in town. We've been to the NAM convention. And uh, all of the NFT conventions have been in like Miami and New York. And just... So this is pretty much the first actual West Coast NFT convention. Pretty much. And I saw that they were only selling like 5,000 tickets. And after going to the NAM show, that's like 125,000 people. Oh, man. And it's not open to the public. So this is like, 
it just seemed really early and it'd be kind of cool to check it out. I, I Also, I wanted to meet these people. Not meet these people. Fuck, I hit out like a goddamn introvert, anyone that knows me. But I wanted to uh, see what they look like in real life. You know, right. Our, you can't fake the funk. You can look at me and be like, that guy probably has done everything he says that he's done. Um, and I don't know, probably will execute whatever he wants to do. You know, and some of these, I don't know. Like, uh, again, the NFT community right now is, a majority of them are like flexing all the money that they're making and shit. Like, I, and I mean, some of them, from what I understand, are, are still teenagers. They are, yeah. And it's crazy. It's, I mean, more power to them. I'm not talking shit on any... Anything anyone's doing, I just, it's not me, you know, I'm not gonna, if I made a shitload of money, I wouldn't put up a post on Twitter about what, what kind of Lamborghini I want to buy or whatever. Of like course. I, first, I wouldn't even buy a Lamborghini and not tell anyone. I'd, I'd probably go, I don't, maybe I'd go get a Tesla. I was gonna say, I could see in a Tesla. Like, get yeah. a, just get a Tesla and, uh, I don't know, save money on gas and chill out and do cool shit. I like, you know... I kind of want to, I like doing cool shit for other people. Right. Uh, instead of paying the government taxes. Totally understand know, that. Which leads to another idea that I haven't even talked to you about, which is the religion idea that came on this drive to California. Oh, so you drove down? This Drove down. Me and my dad, we drove down. Okay. And uh, fucking fear and loathing, dude. I mean, uh, yeah, just a straight... Straight as an arrow shot down to L.A.? No, or? we went to San Francisco. Uh, had to meet up with someone over there. And then we went out to, uh, like, by Yosemite, east of Fresno. Okay. Uh, one of his friends lived out there. And then we went down to L.A. And that's uh, kind of where you got this that. idea of, uh, of religion? Well, I was talking about, uh, about how taxes are bullshit. Like, I know I, I'm down to pay my taxes for, for whatever, you know, but uh, when you get into crypto and they talk about taxing NFTs and things like that, you're like, well, wait, maybe I want to choose where I want to pay my taxes, you know? Like, I'm not pulling this out as U.S. currency. I'm out in the global world, you know? And right. I watched it, you know, the Canadian trucker protest and people got their Bitcoin and... uh the Canadian government tried to take it away and they couldn't because it was in a fucking self-custody wallet. And, uh, and then what was the next one? The, uh, God, I just fucking Ranger, Ranger Rick, dude. Space Ranger. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it'll happen when you, when then, you smoke uh, weed, man. Well, I just, I, okay. Time out. <laughs> I lost two lighters somehow. <laughs> In the vortex of, of pockets that you have. In the vortex. Well, you, uh, have, well, you have one in your hand that I just handed you. Yeah, okay, I got it. Um, so, hold on. And then, the um, what put things in perspective for me was that when the, the whole war, I guess it's called, started in Russia, that like I, I wasn't even, I was so engulfed in in the web three space it's called you know this nft space right where like 3.0 uh, you know one day like probably like 10 percent of the activity out there just vanished and some people thought these people took off and like tried to steal the money and shit but 
people like me were like, wait, I bet these fucking people that disappeared were in Russia or Ukraine. Oh. And then, like, the Ukraine Dow pops up, and it was this... Uh, this group of people, it was actually the, the band Pussy Riot that got all in trouble in Russia fucking five years ago or so. and Because they're in the Ukraine and they like started this thing, got everyone together and raised money selling NFTs and stuff. And in like a week they raised like $7 million and it didn't go straight to charity because charity's fucking bullshit, you know? You donate to the Red Cross, it gets sucked by all the leeches attached to it before it goes and helps the people. Right. It went straight to the people to fucking help them get on a plane to get out of there and, like, straight into, like, assisting people instead of, you know, I, you see these news stories where they're all proud of people for renting Airbnbs and not going there. Did you see that shit? Where no. they were like, because people needed money in ukraine or something and so anywhere in the world people were just oh, going in and I renting see. airbnbs okay and like but airbnb was taking their cut and so yeah. it wasn't the most efficient way to get money to these people and it was still having to go through the, the right channels where this was like seven million dollars right here's point one eth you know figure you know in and on ramps and off ramps getting it converted but you're still able to buy shit with crypto and you're still able to get shit done yeah and uh it really made me be like, fucking just think that maybe this is the global economy, you know? No one wants a global economy because the fucking cocksuckers are going to control it and they're going to fuck it up for everyone. But this is a global economy of just people helping people. Well, I mean, from what I've seen, they, they're already doing that with the, the way things have been going down for generations and generations. Yeah, and, and we've never had this tool to connect. I mean, NFTs are illegal in China, but fucking of course people in China are still doing it because you can't fucking stop it. So right. I get it if I made a million dollars in crypto and NFTs and I pulled a million dollars out in the United States of America that I should pay taxes on that. But right. until I pull it out, I feel like I should be able to do whatever I want to do with it. I, I can totally and see that. I agree. And not not pay taxes. And so <clears throat> in the midst of that conversation, I was like, I just need to start a nonprofit, you know, because it's like, fuck, all I want to do is help people. You know, I want to fucking do shit for homeless people or help people through things. And and if I could do that instead of paying taxes, then that that's pretty awesome because the government's just bloated fucking inefficient piece of shit system i mean it it doesn't get anything right and everything it takes fucking ten dollars to do something that should cost 10 cents and those are things that like elon musk is proving when he's really figuring out how to efficiently make cars instead of general motors that's out there making cars the same way they've been making them forever yeah it's like a representation of what's in the government so you know and and atheist my whole thought behind that was like fuck the government and fuck religion and People were always like, oh, man, fucking worship Satan. or it's like, Oh, right. They just take yeah. the, the literal <laughs> meaning for, for you know, atheist or anarchist and say, oh, man, you're, you're, you're not. I don't see you at any of the meetings, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, uh, and then you start looking at things like religion and you're like, well, OK, yeah, I can just I can make a fuck. People have tried to make a religion so they can smoke weed or eat mushrooms. And it's like, well, what do you really have to do to make a religion? And then you start looking at things like 
the the good parts about religion minus all the the bullshit that they wrap up with it so it's like and what is that it's community it's a community it's you know you look at the mormons they have the best community of anywhere else right if you took away the judgmental stuff that they do then and just left the community there it'd be great i mean any religion that like it's almost like the more closed off the religion the better community that they have and anyone can look at that and go wow that's a great community they're helping everyone out no matter what you know like and and it makes you think wow if you could just take all the best community aspects of every religion and make something that was it's called a religion but it's it's way different than than it, it's not about god it's not about deifying people it's more like it's a, about, a guideline it's a guide it, it yeah guidelines like about not judging people right and about being open-minded and about how it'd be a place where even if you're part of another religion that you could go there because it's just a place that opens people's minds and helps people out and a place of like mutual respect and understanding yeah which is something that normal religion usually lacks for lack of a better term there's a lot of closed-mindedness as well as a lot of hypocrisy when it comes to a majority of major hypocrisy yeah i mean and which almost seems like that's the root of where most religions that the where people like us get turned off from them it's because of the amount of hypocrisy that's involved yeah and 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 so everyone knows that that they're all full of shit and it's like and so in the end of the day like why raise a bunch of money to build a fucking structure for people to congregate in you know and that's where you see like that's where nfts brought it to light for me where i was like well shit these are communities you so know? this this is the culmination of what you're talking about on your trip when you're talking about religion and you yeah well you see how NFTs man it's, kinda... it's a crazy story we were driving up the grade to fucking yosemite out of fresno and it's kind of crazy because it's super flat forever yeah then you just turn and uh, as soon as we turn and go up this grade on the side of the hill is when i was like started the religion talk and we were winding through the hills and almost dro- drove off the road a few times because <laughs> we're just so much cool shit was happening and it was such a, a beautiful place where it was kind of one of those things where like you know I'm not I might be the atheist or an atheist or whatever but I'm still like I'm a or a mindfully spiritual person or, or whatever. You're, you're you know, a human being. Like, you're an actual, actual yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're a living thing. <laughs> I have that, a conscience. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think that, <laughs> you know, if you're a good person, that good, good things will not just happen to you, but like everyone around you. And that like, there's just not enough, there's not enough good shit in the world. There's not enough help for people. If, if anyone wants any help, it's like, Oh, go to an AA group and commit to believing in God or wait a year and a half to get into treatment. Like, there's no... Which they'll make you believe in God there at treatment. Yeah. yeah. In the end of the day, they'll send you to the fucking AA group anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So why do you have to even do anything having to do with this supposed God, you know? Do you think that's to... mostly because the experts, quote-unquote, out there that say that this stuff works and it's effective, uh, use these means as an only way to tap into how to deal with the human brain? Like how they make the mouse chase the cheese through, you know, through the maze and, and their goal at the end of it is the cheese because they know that's 
how the, the, the rodent brain functions enough to make them do what they want, or training dogs, how they use treats to get them to pee and poop outside. Do you think that the way that they do these steps is just a way for the, the, the human mind that isn't as, I guess you can consider it woke, or enlightened or more spiritual or, or self knowledgeable, the knowledge of self that, that, that is our cheese or that is our treat is having to do programs and rehabilitations the way that they are. It's the problem with everything and that it's the lowest common denominator to satisfy the passive, the status quo, like it's, wake up, uh, eat shit, sleep, repeat. Yeah. And in general, that's what has worked for them, and so that's what they do. But Got at it. the same time, it was also started or persuaded by religion. And that's because religious people seem to be the most motivated people, you know? Like, I can see that. Like George Carlin said something about, he's not worried about unmotivated people, like people that smoke weed and sit around all day and do nothing. No, he's worried about motivated people, these highly motivated people that go to try and they usually have you know, some kind of agenda <laughs> yeah their agenda it's like yeah. i'm banning fucking plastic bags right you know i'm fucking doing it you know like and nothing against that I, i'm not trying to get political no on yeah. the whole that thing but it's like that type of shit where it's like i okay i get plastics polluting the oceans but i put that same same kind of effort into like the homeless people in portland or something you know like which is a whole other conversation that I've had so many times with people where everyone's like, homeless this and homeless that. And I'm like, okay, do you want to kill them or do you want to help them? Right. But you have to choose one. So I'm just going to let you choose. And then right. like, I guess we have to help them. And you're like, no shit. So how are we going to figure that out? Like, and one way I figured out how to do it would be to start a religion. Like, okay, religion in quotations. Start a religion. Start a community. Community. Nonprofit community that instead of building gigantic fucking stupid fucking churches with windows and fancy just to congregate on Sundays to congregate on Sundays, do your congregating in the metaverse at this point, you know, do it online if you must and fucking chat rooms because then you can actually learn shit and fucking help homeless people so you build, build structures that people can actually live in and won't get kicked out of and have a chance to have some shelter yeah like give them some shelter 24 7 yeah and that that leads to my friend mark that's d- doing the art for this uh the the nft thing i'm doing and uh oh okay and he's been doing it he's been building these so you know through coincidence so he so he just builds structures for homeless people yeah that's and it's awesome. just kind of his thing. He's just super cool about it. Thank and you, like, Mark. The, yeah, the coincidences of everything where it's like, oh, man, this is the guy that... Because I'm not much for... I'm not an artist. I'm a mental artist. I'm not a visual artist, you know? Like, <laughs> you're, I'm mental. You're, you're an Andy I'm, Warhol. <laughs> fucking, and, uh, and I'm working on it. You know, I'm working on becoming a better artist. But this dude's cool as fuck. And the fact that that lines up with this... Uh, Something I've always wanted. You always go out and, and feed homeless people on Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, yeah, uh, I have. I haven't done it in a couple, stuff couple years, but I have, yes. Yeah. And, and you know, that it all just starts with consciousness about just thinking. I mean, you'll, we've all seen a homeless person that's sitting on the side of the road and you're like, 
Some people think, oh, well, what did it take for them to get there? And other people are like, fuck, what did it take for them to get there? You know, I mean, it's the same question, yeah. but asked in different ways. Yeah, and they're always like, well, they can just go get a job. It's like, but but they're not going the, the, to. Yeah, they're not. Like, and, and I mean, going into another form of homelessness, the ones that come back from the military that are fucked up and they don't have programs for them because they get kicked out because they're too violent or and there's just no, it there's, is, there's all this money flying around in the world. How is there not money for treatment? Like, you know what I mean? Of exactly. Any kind. Yeah. They, well, like you said, they do the bare minimum. They say, yeah. okay, we do this to meet the numbers and we even get a kickback from it. So as long as is it looks cool, then we're, we're okay. You yeah. Know, it, so to be able like, and this is why this, you know, building little houses for them example works pretty good. Cause like, and, and the religion or community thing and nonprofit, like we, if we could raise money and, and have it directly go out and do something, that is so much better than raising money and donating it to any, I mean, any kind of, you know, main thing. I, you know, there's local people, right. you could probably find the right place for it to go, but still things are just always so bloated. And if, and the thing that, NFTs allows this to unlock is just the ability for the whole world to participate. You know, someone halfway across the world going in and GoFundMe is just not the same right. as this. And and these also can go up in value. It can be proven who had it when and what you supported and how much you paid. And Well, how, how would it go down on an opposite spectrum if it was volatile enough to where it went down and it went to almost nothing? Well, that's where it crashed. You know? I'm kind of setting out to. I want to create NFTs that don't go down in value or up in value. You know, it's more like you are my friend. You know, like oh, or, or so from that, my point that, of view. So, what would create the value is actual human empathy. And yeah, that's smart. And uh, it, it's kind of like. Man, it's really hard to explain. But in the end of the day, back to the religion thing, um, I I think maybe it's been attempted, and I think it's been attempted for the wrong reasons. But everything we've right. ever done as a band, we fucking play free shows. Like we don't give a shit about the money part of it at all. Right. And, and we do benefit stuff. And you just see the whole nonprofit sector fucking up all over the place. Where it should be very, very simple. It should be more simple than trying to do it as a business. You're just typically doing it from your heart, and that's all that matters in it. But people find a way to fuck up the most simplest of things. Yeah, and and having a community, you almost solve the whole AA group issue of God with that because really all people need is just that community that support system that's not putting them down and shit right because if you go to try and get treatment or, or threatens them with an afterlife of hell you yeah. know it's it's that's another thing that I've always seen is oh if you don't believe you're going to hell and your, your soul's going to burn in eternal fire it's it, it's it's kind of fear well, like there's two kinds of respect you get. There's respect out of fear and there's respect out of love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can you can fear someone enough to respect them and, and, and be afraid of them and live in fear. And that's where they gain their respect is, you know, you're not going to cross them because they're too scared. 
or you get someone that just respects you out of love because they genuinely love who you are as a human being enough to say, I'm not going to fuck you because of that. Yeah, and it's like the whole point of the whole deity complex where like worshipping things. It's like the only thing people should be worshipping is themselves. Or putting and, worth in. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've always thought that it was a little weird to, to worship pretty much anything. I'm a fine one to talk because I have these people sign my arm, but that, but that means they're my inspirations. I, I don't worship them. It's not like they get a, a, a free fucking pass in life. You know, if you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. I just respect what you do. But yeah. I, I've, I've always felt like people should be very eye level. As long as you're a human being or anything that has its own kind of sense of self, you are no better or no worse than I am. And I am no better or no worse than you are. And that's what humanity claims to try and be, but none of them are like that, you know? Oh, ever. Like, like we were saying, the whole hypocrisy in religion, it, exi it exists in just living and human beings. And people would love to, to say that they're perfect in their own way or they're quote-unquote normal. But those things fluctuate just like just like the Ethereum market, man. Yeah. <laughs> just like no, gas prices, <laughs> man. Gas is high. So, is... so you wind up going to Yosemite. Yeah. You, you have this talk about religion. Yeah. And then from Yosemite, where'd you wind up going? LA. Oh, you went straight down to, to, yeah. to the land. The land. Of lost yeah. angels. Land of lost angels. Where'd you wind up staying at? I assume you got hotels or everything. Right, right across from Staples Center. Oh, uh, There was even well, a baseball game going on there when I was... Well, <laughs> actually, it's Crypto.com Arena, and I don't think they have baseball there. Uh, <laughs> you, you would be talking about Dodger Stadium, which is which is a little little ways off. But. Yeah, no. It so was, there was a hockey game. Hockey game. From what yeah, I remember. There was a hockey game. I think the first night there was a there was actually a a not hockey game. Oh, so there was a, a basketball game. There was a basketball game. Okay. Yeah. Um then Yeah, I still got I gotta go one of these days. I'm gonna go. And yeah. No, it was uh it was definitely uh So you're right in the middle of what they call LA Live. Yeah. Which is they have uh I, I wanna say it's the Nokia Theater. Or a club, was, that club was where Nokia? we played. It was right where we played. Right. Where, oh, when we showed up. Yeah, I was every day when I walked down to the show. It was literally out to the Grammy Museum. It was like right there. And every day I'm like, Doo -doo -doo, you know, we I'm, saw William Shatner right there. Yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm like, check it out, check it out. Back when I was a kid. No oh, kidding. Man. No kidding. Yeah. If if you you all want to know what Aaron's talking about, go on YouTube, look up the Athearchists. A-T-H-I-A-R-C-H-I-S-T-S. And uh, it's the Athearchus Globe... Uh, no. Uh, Golden God Awards. And what what year was that even? 2010? Okay, so if you look up like 2010, 11. 2011, Golden God Awards. It's like Awards, one of the top ones on there, I think. Athearchus. Uh, it shows us pretty much going through and, and, and bombing the... The Golden God red carpet with the uh, with the mobile stage. It was pretty fun because after that we got on the 101 freeway and that was the the first and one of the only times we've ever played at 70 miles an hour. Oh, we so. and I driving out of town. I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, 110 to the 405 and 101 to the five, like through the tunnel. We're in a tunnel, and I'm like, you know, 
We played for more people than any band has ever played for in the history of any yeah, kind of music. No kidding. And fucking no, no auditorium, no stadium could have really held. It would have looked like uh, that festival that that Pantera does on their uh, on their Moscow video. You know what I mean? There's yeah. just a sea of people. That would probably yeah. I mean, because think about all the hills out there. We know how far that sound travels. Like, yeah. Uh, one person standing out in the hills out there, hear us playing music, or just the amount of cars that were passing. Yeah, us, and then or... the people that called the cops because we got pulled. We didn't get pulled over. No, we just got, we got not put on a loudspeaker. Yeah, we got pulled over without being pulled over. They told us to please stop. <laughs> <laughs> so you you land down there. This is a uh, four day event that that yeah. You're so we land down there, and here's man, what the fuck. If the world isn't just this crazy fucking place, like, because I respect people, I tip people, you know, like, but this lavish lifestyle bullshit, like, give me a break. I was wearing what I'm wearing now when I stepped out. Which is some dicky shorts. I get out. Jagermeister jacket. Uh, we, due to, due to supply and demand issues at the rental car company, we ended up with the economy of all economy cars. Of course. We rolled in in like a fucking Nissan Wasis. You know, it looked like that. It was a newer version of it, but it was like the same type of that. And black, same color as his. It was like, and, and so we roll in there and we get out and there's like fucking fancy cars in front of and behind us. And I think we're just going to go like check in and they roll in and it's like fucking valet parking. And you know, so I fucking... Pull my stuff out. And they always want to help me. And it's just like when the fucking union roadies had to help us out load equipment. I'm like, oh, right. no, I got this. Right. Like, I, I seriously, I don't need your help. I Drop it. Chill out. <laughs> and this is doubtfire. And then, you know, I give them fucking $20. And so, it, on top of the probably $500 it costs to fucking leave it in there. Oh, yeah. And then the car disappears. It's just gone for four days because fucking to get it out, it's going to cost me 40 fucking dollars because I, I don't feel like I can give them less than $20 because the other people are like, I don't know. I want to just give them more money than some rich piece of shit that probably just gave them $5. You know, I want to set the fucking bar high because it probably already is high. And I'm definitely high. I, and, uh, and uh, so, yeah. That and was then, the most Larry David thing I think I've heard you say in quite <laughs> some time. Like, that was a... Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I, so, what'd you end up doing? I mean, Uber's pretty popular down yeah, there. Yeah, I've never used Uber before. Never. So, I get on... Never. And Never. Ever. Wow. Except for at the Fantasy Factory thing. Was oh. that Uber? Was that early Uber? Was that just a taxi? Remember when we walked to the front of the line? And no, that was a full-blown taxi. That was a taxi. Yeah. So, yeah, I've never done Uber. Wow. I have never... Because why? I live in Cresswell. No shit. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> I know of Uber. I've seen it, but I, I have no use for it ever. So how was that experience for you? That had to be it a, was a, bit, a little bit I of a mean, trip. It was stressful because you're like, oh my God. And then you had to wear a fucking mask, which oh, not... I'm not trying to pull no, any yeah. anti-mask shit here. I just thought it was over and I didn't have a mask on me. Right. You know? and well, so, you can get into most places without it and you're vaxxed. Yeah. So, and, uh, but they still require you to have them when in you're... In the car. In, in the car. Okay. And and so... But I kept losing my mask. So I'd end up somewhere and I'd lose oh, my mask fell out. shit. And then I'd have to go find one. Or One time I literally had to just do it and pull my shirt up. Because I had someone tell me they got in trouble for it. 
Oh, like, and fuck. I didn't want to lose points. It was my first day out. Right. You know? <laughs> and uh, But I got all positive reviews. I tipped them all the most I could, which was $5. That's cool. And they were, oh, and the ride back from Hollywood. Oh, I yeah. met a guy. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Hour long drive back. Okay. But this is why I love being in the Antiarchus and, right. and being who we are because we get in this fucking car and there's like some lo fi thrash metal playing on the fucking stereo. Well, it just just recorded with one of these kind of mics hung from the ceiling and yeah. one, two, like, three, go. You can tell he, that he did it. Oh, so, so this was his shit. He, dude, because he's in Hollywood. No. And then he was like, this is me. Way. And I'm like, dude. And then he's like, I'm in a two piece band too. Oh, and I'm like, God. I'm in a two piece band too. And it was the <laughs> only Uber ride that was an hour because it was fucking rush hour. We took the same route we took when we took the cab from downtown to the fucking hotel that one time, like through town. Fucking hour drive just through oh, the streets because it was like six o'clock. Yeah. And so. I didn't want to have an hour-long Uber ride with someone that was, like, not cool. And this guy ended up being, like, someone we would hang out with. I'll be damned. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's rad, but, you know, I've been in quite a few Ubers. Like, when, when, when uh, me and my good buddy and roommate Tyler, when we go to Vegas, we Uber. So, I, and, and when I've been down in SoCal, I've Ubered. I've even Ubered in, uh, uh... When when I took my little famous trip down to Florida, oh shit! I, I did I did some some Ubering around there and yeah, I gotta say I, I've had a couple Uber drivers that you know oh here's my headshot or yeah I'm just trying to make it down here in, in this mad world and they're promoting themselves. I found it extremely difficult to actually get into whatever they were trying to sell me because I'm just trying to get a fucking ride. Yeah. Like, and I didn't get any of that from the other ones. It was almost like, hey, how's it going? Hey, going here? Okay. (laughs) Right. I'm like, all right. Okay. Or, oh, dude, (laughs) I pulled a total Larry David Aaron move at the first one. Because my dad even knows what's up. He's fucking, he's ridden an Uber before. Right. I walk right in, open the front door, (laughs) go in to sit down, and there's like shit on the seat. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. Like, I just broke the fucking... The number one rule of Ubers, like, and I didn't, it didn't tell me. It told me everything on the app. It didn't say, don't get in the passenger seat. Cause I did not want to get, you know me. Yeah. I just bit the bullet. I'm like, I'm getting in the passenger yeah. seat. I'm going to have to do the talking <laughs> to him. And it was like, no, he's got a party going on with a gallon of water and a book over there. And I get in the back. Oh, that's uh, too fucking good. Of course. Yeah. Of course you would. That yeah. is a, that is a complete errand thing to do. Only did it once though. Never did it again. Never again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, that is so funny. So this guy's got his music playing through the radio. Yeah. He's in a band and you're you, you, you make it known that you're in a band. Did it did it did it almost seem like it was already a what we consider a dick pic for musicians? It that's what we always joke about, huh? Yeah. yeah. These people well, yeah, a dick pic is like people will send us pictures of them holding guitars. In like poses they would do if they were in a band. It, yeah, because and because they they want to. That's their eight eight by ten. You know what I mean? Eight and a half by eleven. Uh, their their glamour shot because they know that we're in a two piece band, and they want to fuck get in a threesome. They, yeah. and, and that's <laughs> what we we were like. This is the closest we because we're not women, right? And it, you know it's got it really. This is the closest we can get. We can get to, to understanding the feeling of a woman with. 
you know, when men just are like just unsolicited just dick pics. Bam. Like, and yeah, plenty of those. So, so this guy's in a sense kind of dick pics. And that's what I saw. And so at first I'm like, oh my God, there's no way, you know, because <laughs> right. I heard it and I'm like, no, <laughs> that we're, we literally got picked up in front of the whiskey. We oh. walked like three miles through Hollywood. Got it. We had, oh man, we had the best fucking hamburger I've ever had. I was just going to ask, did you go by the rainbow to get yourself we, a pepperoni pizza? No, we went to oh. Mel's, which was some diner that has been there for like 80 years. Is that the one with all the pink neon lights? It probably, it looks like it's been, it was like, yeah. The, and like, dude, they have smash burgers there. Oh God. And okay. we had gone to the smash burger and it sucked. The actual smash the burger The actual place. smash burger, this right. This place fucking best smash burger i've ever had in my life i'll be damned totally hit the spot didn't make it to the rainbow went to the whiskey boys got the uber uh hour-long ride um and this and, have you even gone to the convention by at this point or were you just yeah, traveling around and, but it wasn't much of a convention right it was fucking the most unorganized it made me want to run a fucking convention because you're like is this what it is like there was no schedule no one knew what was going on you it told me there was just show. lines that go to nowhere the fucking the first night, Sir Mix-a-Lot was playing, and so was fucking, uh, I don't know, man. Nelly or... No, it no. was fucking uh, Waka Flocka Flame. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And some Rap other... Rap A couple other ones. And uh, there's this fucking line, like 200 people long to get in there. And we got and stood there for about 45 seconds or so. And then... It was like, oh, this is bullshit. Let's get out of here. And it turns out those people stood there all night long and never went in to watch Sir Mix a lot because there was no one at the front of the line to let them in. Okay, so the performances that night, from what I'm seeing, was Waka Flock of Flame, Quavo, Sir Mix a lot, Flostradamus, Loose Cannon, L U C E, spelled loose, Spotty Wi Fi. Plus surprise appearances, plus first well, ever epic activity. They surprised us with Charlie Sheen, came out doing this whole winning thing. Oh shit! The yeah. Tiger Blood Man himself. You know, it's weird what you can have happen in Los Angeles. You know, everyone's just there. They're a blunt rap and a forty away from of fucking coming to your keynotes. They're they're an hour Uber drive away with a thrash metal guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, from being anywhere and, down there. But man, yeah, the dude like. So uh, that was the first night. That was like the last day there. Oh, okay. The first night was just... Uh, the first night, yeah, it was that Sir Mix-a-Lot yeah. fucking mix-up. Uh, and then just fucking went back and, and fucking passed out. No shit. Yeah. That was I mean, you got to be pretty fucking exhausted walking around. and Driving, dude. I've been driving like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> That was... I can't believe we used to do that shit so much, All man. the fucking time. I'm like fucking twisted still. God, I, yeah. I, I, I built up a fucking blood clot when I was driving around to go, you know, take care of my mom two yeah. years ago. So, I mean, fuck, man. It's a wonder I didn't get one sooner. Yeah. You know, but uh, that's what... You know, you hit 40 and this is what it is, man. We're fucking... We're dinosaurs now. Yeah. Like, and not... Not like in their prime or anything, too. Because I bet dinosaurs, when they were alive and like in their <laughs> way better shape than us. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No, 
fucking oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, they weren't fucking eating McDonald's every goddamn day for years on end, you know? They were just eating the fat of the land, whatever was there, so they were in great shape. They might yeah. have been dinosaurs, but they were fucking... <coughs> <laughs> yeah, so that saying is just fucked. No like, shit, fuck. dude. No put anyone kidding. up against a goddamn dinosaur. I fucking... It, yeah, in their prime or past their prime. Shit, yeah. man. Pick any dinosaur. Could you imagine a terror fucking dactyl coming down right now, dude? Ripping airplanes out of the sky and shit. No. Throwing them around. Gosh. Fuck. Uh, so that yeah, so that was that was day one. Uh, Steve Aoki yeah. was there. You went and saw well, that. Well, that was another yeah. That this fucking this place called Wisdom, and it's like in the middle of Skid Row. They put oh, up a fence. Fuck. And they built these little tent. Geodesic semi-permanent domes. Everything was semi-permanent, and there was like a shipping container stacked on another shipping container with like glass windows all over it, and the whole thing was astroturf, like a yard, and kind of soft. <laughs> and you gotta have tickets to get into this they, thing, right? See, this is where NFTs are cool. So here, maybe this will help people understand NFTs. Okay. So like, this shit was like, fucking. There were some pretty fancy-looking motherfuckers here, you know. I don't necessarily blend in with the fancy people, you know. I usually always show up, and they're like, "Oh, you're, you're over there." These are the and, and and that's what led my my question about their needing tickets because you're in the middle of Skid Row, and not to bag on you, but I've known you for a long fucking time. So if I hear you're in Skid Row, that has this area just blocked off for people that need tickets they're gonna fucking look at you and say hey bud treatment centers that way dude and <laughs> even before this is why i was like dude these pe this community is cool as fuck even before they knew who i was okay uh they were just like what's up come on in like they didn't oh, judge right there was no judge that's cool they were just like and then they're like because oh. you got to figure down in la yeah, it, it literally, it was Skid Row. It was like the worst. It was like where we played Ooh. there with the mobile stage. Oh, just the strip. shit. And it's like right around the corner. Yeah, I know it well. And uh, Smells like piss. Yeah. And we roll in, get out of the fucking Uber. And it wasn't an Uber, Uber Ultra or whatever the fuck they call them. With the, you know, XL. The XL yeah. with the like, you know, blacked out windows. And right, stuff. right. Like it was just a little economy Uber. And I get out looking like I do. And yeah, we don't get questioned. And we walk up and they're like, uh, what? There's two lines. There's one line of like 100 people. And there's one line with no one in it. And I'm like, uh, Aokiverse? And they're like, right this way. And over there to the short line. Huh. And they fucking hand us two VIP passes. And everyone else is still waiting in line. No and then we get to shit. go in. And, and I was like, that's just because I own a, a, a Steve Aoki passport, it's called. Which oh, is you, like, you own one of his NFTs. Yeah, his NFTs. Oh, shit. And okay. They're like... So this is get, like that Event Sevenfold thing we were talking about with yeah. the, how they send you concert but, tickets. And and my passport, I got, I got in at the beginning. And even right now, you can get one for a couple hundred bucks. Uh, you pretty much can go to any Steve Aoki show. He'll just put you on the guest list. I mean, especially if it's down in the middle of fucking Skid Row. Fuck yeah. yeah, dude. And so this was like their... It was it was a exclusive event for Aokiverse holders. Like, wow. So I was actually able to show up a couple hours earlier and hang out and like eat food and shit. But oh, shit. I didn't show up till later. And uh, But then I'm there with my dad, too. Me and my dad are going to basically a fucking rave. Right. You know, this is... Right. Steve Aoki's even... 
Not like I'm a little too old to understand that. What's going on? And it was you just know? him the opener. I there was an opener. <laughs> Mary Droppins. Mary. They got the coolest names. Mary fucking Droppins. Yeah, Mary fucking Droppins. And then there was another one. But that's uh, cool. And so we walked in, and like you walk through this tent, and you get the free water, but it's not water. It's fucking hydrogen water. Oh like, shit, that's some that's some LA shit right yeah, there. Yeah, straight the fuck up. Yeah. And it's in like a little Capri Sun thing. This isn't just water. This is water's and water. It it had a little bit of a thickness to it. Oh, like that chalky fucking rock water. No, it was more like something that you would drink in outer space. It was totally good. Oh, for fuck's sake. And my dad had a little bit and was like, oh horrible. And I was already on my second one, dude. I was down in a oh, took that. shit. I fucking loved it. I probably still have hydrogen. The only thing that could have made it better is if it was nitrous water. Uh, and we start walking through these fucking domes and it, like, fuck render. Some fucking visual artist from the Dead Mouse days and shit was okay. who did like the lighting in there. Got it. And uh, it was like all moving and there were people laying on cushions like Oh, uh, shit. Uh, like, they're all, like, cuddling with each other, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah. snuggle party, and... Cuddle puddle. You know, we're just kind of walk through and walk into the other, uh, the other, they're all connected. And, so like, what you're forms. saying is your dad dropped some acid, and you guys we, had a great time. We pretty much did, dude. <laughs> I think that was what was in the hydrogen water was acid. Because we're walking through, and it was like... <clears throat> And it still hadn't really started yet, and it hadn't really opened yet. And one funny part about it, though, was we're walking by, and in the middle of all of this, once it was open and everyone was in there, they opened up the gate, and you're like, why did they open up the gate? They just did this whole front entry thing. Right. And they back in a pump truck, and they start pumping out the shitters. Oh. And I'm like, don't you think you should have pumped out the shitters? You think that would have been a great I, idea? Though. I mean, I'm talking people were like at... Cocktail attire shit. Oh my god. Because it was like fine art going on there too. And then the whole party atmosphere. It was a cool fucking dude. I wanted to be a part of it, but I'm I'm too too old or like oh, I, I'm yeah. not too old. I'm not never say that you're too fucking old for anything. Yeah. I just was not prepared for it. I thought I was going to the Roseland Theater to a fucking Steve Aoki show. Where you just kind of stand there I, and everyone's in their own little cliques. I was yeah. not expecting... It was a fucking theme park for adults on acid. Oh, fuck. And, like, there was shit going on everyone. Everyone had the fucking earpieces in. There might have been some social experiment shit going on there, too, at the same time. There or were people... Maybe like, some documentation or something. Yeah. Or someone, you know, Aoki could be making a video or... And uh, we left before the first band started playing. <laughs> We were there for about 15 minutes. It's just... So, you had, you had experienced all of this stuff, and the show hadn't even started that, yet, and that was your show. Neither one of us wanted the show to start. We were standing in the front of the line. There were, like, fucking four of us there with that special pass at that point. And it was closed off, and then they were about to open it up. And fucking awesome. Called the Uber, went back to the room. I gotta be honest though, in, in my older age, I have gone to get togethers or soirees to where it's like, man, I should have left early. I can totally see that. Because yeah, it's I, like, it doesn't get any any better, you know? Yeah, and I mean, point. if I was, I just don't drink, you know, oh, if I was yeah. in the zone, if I was drinking, but then 
I don't know if drinking would go good with that. I don't do mushrooms well around that many people. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, uh, yeah, I couldn't I, imagine that oof, ecstasy. No. I, I don't, I blow, I, no. like I, no part of it. I would only be able to just, I wasn't expecting it. It was like, I just got bl- blindsided. Now, maybe if you like, went with, with a group of people, maybe like, 10, you, 20 people. Yeah, you can have your own little cushion there and just stay there where where you know yeah. at least 20 people there that are going to be on the same level of vibing that you are. I mean, think about the vibe this way. It was like Benicio Del Toro in the elevator. Yeah. I was Benicio Del Toro walking around that thing. <laughs> no matter what. I mean... <laughs> Who do you ride for? What the fuck? What the fuck do you mean, man? Oh yeah, I read I read the big fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally fucking see it. Yeah. So that's when you're like, okay, time to get out of here. Yeah, it's it's like, time. That's it. Well, so would you say that that smash burger was the best food that you had while you were down there? What's the best? I don't know the, the name of the restaurant, but it was a Mexican restaurant around there. Okay. In LA Live. Which you can throw a rock any point in Southern California and hit a Mexican No, place. but like on the complex. Like, oh, There was like it. a okay. pizza place, a Mexican restaurant, oh, okay. like a yard house. Got you it. know, the standard fucking... The, the trilogy. The, the thing there. Yeah. But, and I didn't even have... A burrito or tacos it was ribs and it was seasoned with this fucking spicy shit really and it was the best fucking most fucking oh man it was so good and uh uh it had this fucking corn and i don't even like corn but it was like made a special way it was like kind of like how the elote man or the corn man makes it totally okay it got fucking, it yeah got it. it had this fucking sauce on it oh man that's right shit. up your alley Dude, man it's got butter it's, it's got oh, mayonnaise but, it's oh. got chili powder mm. on it and uh yeah Squeeze what else lemon. was it it was uh and then yeah my dad got like uh it was like carnitas and it was like fucking again just over the top that's awesome and then oh you want dessert oh yeah we got this churro ice cream thing, dude. And it was like the fucking everything was totally hungry. Like a warm churro like, with cold ice oh, cream or like just churro churros. flavored ice cream? It was like homemade churros like Jack in the Box style with That's shit in I'm... the middle. <laughs> with and... Jack in the Box. <laughs> Jack in the box <laughs> That's style. what you know of churros. <laughs> Not even Disneyland, none of that shit. No. You know, like the ones from Jack in the Box? <laughs> oh my God, Aaron. <laughs> We gotta get you out of the house more, man. Yeah, we gotta no, get you I need out of the to. State. I, that's why I fucking went into town the other night. I'm like, that's gotta fucking, fucking awesome. I gotta, I gotta get so up. they had these these churros that were probably the and same size as was, the ones from Jack and the they Box. They were so, all. Okay. It was like, okay, but so much better. And then they were in homemade ice cream. Oh my god! With like all this different shit on it, it was, it was fucking the best. That was the best food. But pretty expensive, I'm, I'm assuming. Not, seeing as you're not for where, where we at. were at. Oh, okay. I mean, it was probably, I think for 14 those bucks three a things, plate it or... was $70. Oh, because shit. Because we okay, drinking. Yeah. Drinking right. is where they fuck you. Oh, like, yeah. They're like, oh, you want a drink? That'll be $47 a margarita. Yeah, you think that fucking $10 pub beer at fucking, at, at uh, Silver Dollar was fucking bad. Try going to yeah. fucking LA, man. You're paying like $15, $20 for a goddamn beer. Yeah. Fuck. No, it's... Uh, I, I went down to take care of my grandmother, as you know, and uh, out in Sierra Madre, which, which is not the fucking... 
you know, cheapest fucking town bar to go to. They they had PBR, which was cool, but the shit was five dollars and fifty cents for a fucking pint. Yeah, fuck that. For PBR, you know, and it's yeah. I bitch when it's three twenty five or, or three dollars. I'm back in my day, you know, we were paying dollar fifty. Yeah, and what the fuck? It's up with pub beer, dude. Dude, that shit's taking like, over everywhere. What? You go. Pl- I love how you go somewhere and you're like, "Do you have PBR?" No. Like, no, we have pub beer. We got pub. And beer. they don't even say no. They just say we got pub beer. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you don't no. understand what I ask yeah. you. Like, as if it's some replacement for everything. No shit. Because if they don't have Coors Light, they'll replace it with that. Of course. If they don't have Coors Original, they'll replace it with that. Oh, pub beer. This take this, take this isn't Coke or Pepsi, goddammit. I want my Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fucking cool. And obviously, you made it back safe. Dad had a good time. You guys, yeah, you guys we, got down on some philosophical conversation, I yeah, tell you. Yeah, we fucking uh, had a great time. It was uh, it was good to get away from here, but then it's good to get back. Cause always good to get back. There's always a... Uh, shit show of things to do there's always joints to roll yeah so what's what's next now that you're back what do what kind of focus and, and i'd like to touch on this because this is something that that i often think about uh not only in an interviewing sense but like i love it when it when the question gets posed what, what's next now that you're back do you have a different mindset it sounds like you went through some pretty prolific things and some profound things that happened to you on this road trip that you were able to share What's what's next for Aaron now that he's back? How are you gonna attack Web three? Uh, what's the future of Itchy Ribs like? What's going on with shows as an atheist? Go ahead and uh, just give me a little enlightenment, man. Since you've been back, just gonna get more into NFTs. Getting getting. La- I'd say these last two months I've been really into trading NFTs. And you're gonna stick to and, uh, Ethereum. <coughs> No, I'm doing all of them now. Okay, any any kind um, of, of currency that has some kind of NFT attachment, they'll find you there. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to get into making them instead of buying them and selling them now. Really? There's just a lot, a lot of cool things to be done. Uh, Itchy Ribs is, uh, you know, we got a lot of weed to still sell and we're going to sell that, but then we're, we're done with that. And, uh, so this is going to be the last year for Itchy Ribs? Not growing any weed this year. Oh, shit. So, uh, well, I say that. Oh, uh, of course. Might grow, I don't know, 300 plants or something. <laughs> It'll go from nothing to 300 and then 3,000. <laughs> yeah, I was just, it was just 3,000 plants, not a big deal. 30,000 is fine. 30,000. But uh, I want to do a bunch of cool shit with Itchy Ribs with NFTs and take like everything that we've learned and and all the brand and everything and and make it so um people can start itchy ribs in nebraska if they want to or whatever wherever it's legal in their state yeah because i'm like everyone wants to make their shit and sell it and you know like as if it's worth something but itchy ribs is just kind of it's cool enough and it's always kind of represented I don't know, not getting ripped off and being cool. And I think to be able to use it to go other places, since we're not going to do it anymore. Dan and I have been rolling fucking joints for like 
3% of our lives. 500 <laughs> years. Yeah, way too fucking long. <laughs> I'm just over it. And it's weird because I'll, I'll put a picture of weed up out there on what I call uh, NFT Twitter. And uh, people will lose their shit because we're in Oregon and weed's legal. Right. And it's, we're so used to it. Right. So I want to still use everything that we learned and um, put it out there, you know, make a website with all the information and stuff on it. And so, uh, so yeah, that, shit. That, that's for, and uh, Crypto for Stoners go, t- crypto goes for into stoners, that. I started doing it and I made that one video and then it turned into a category. I started writing shit. I sent you some shit like a month oh, yeah. or so ago. And when when will that shit see the light of day? The shit that you send me like, that's like literally five fucking pages worth of, of you know, we're talking like a foot and a half of message as far as phone it's all phone measuring. It's all on the fucking Are you gonna um, put it out as a series? Or are you gonna put it out? I got the websites going, so I'm trying okay. to get it on the website. I got sign up on Medium today actually. I'm just about to actually have a post on medium right here okay. all i have to do is hit publish but awesome uh, and so i'm gonna get all of this fucking shit going it's just there's so much of it and i have so many things like i wrote that crypto for stoner stuff yeah and then i even got the discord i've got the crypto for stoners discord and uh maybe it, we should go back to that series where i made ambient noises on yeah. reason and you yeah. just read all this shit yeah like i could yeah. see i could see that's where this is going yeah and uh, what about the athearchist what's what's going on there well we're playing a show at the end of may since you have to book a show <laughs> fucking three months in advance anymore i guess <laughs> uh because people don't have the balls to just i don't know show up and play a show well unless you're uh you know Unless you're certain bands that just steal power and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, back when I was a kid. Or Dead City Punks, because those guys are just Dead fucking... Dead City Punks. Fuck me, dude. If they Man. ever show up at one of our shows, I would probably go home because I'm too scared, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. scared. I'm scared. I'll go home and look at the oh, Instagram. shit. I don't know if I can... No, I'm joking. <laughs> I would fucking hang... I can fucking hang. I can hang. I can hang. Did you say I couldn't hang? <laughs> I know I can hang. End of the month. Got some shows coming up. Uh, the beginning of next month, and then hopefully we got uh, we get ass back to Big Hill Jam. That'd, that'd be great. Yeah, then build, do that again. Build, build, build. Yeah. See if we can last another hour and a half. Woo! Hour forty five minutes of playing. Like, yeah, a lot easier when we were younger, but uh, yeah. back when I was a kid, back when I was back in the day right. when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. <laughs> Shit. Well, Aaron, we're at an hour forty two here. I think that's pretty good to yeah. kind of cut it. But wanted to thank you so much for your time and for your stories, man. I get I I'm I'm gifted enough to be able to listen to this on a day in day out basis because we work together we're in the same band a lot of the stuff i even know but it's nice to to have it back with some fresh stories something that we're actually going to put out there for everyone 
And fuck, this is just the beginning. So thank you so much for your time, Aaron. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Fuck yeah, man. Let's let's I guess let's get high. Let's let's get high. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fuck yeah. All right, everybody. That was it. That was episode number one. Thanks again. Once again, whatever platform you hear this on, however you can support us on it, please do. We're not asking for donations. Just spread the word to your friends. Listen to it over and over again. Listen to it while you sleep. Who gives a fuck? Aaron, anything you want to say? Uh, I think that pretty much covers it. I can't believe that. (laughs) (laughs) You're a jerk. If we have to make this tradition, I'm going to be really pissed. Because I don't know if I can do this after every show. (coughs) Oh my god, that was rough. Yeah, 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 take it. Talk it up. cats around the alley <coughs> I was like how can you make yourself do that that I did yeah oh yeah Oh my god.